podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post Conference Presser. This time, ladies and gents, we'll be reviewing everything ahead of the Brentford game before the international break. The last one. And we'll be talking about a million different things, as you know. I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, coming to you from an absolutely freezing Edinburgh. No two ways about it. There is frost on the ground. It is cold. Simple as that. And speaking of coldness, we'll be talking about Liverpool's performance the other night against Toulouse. We'll be doing the normal, talking about Jurgen Klopp's answers from his press conference. We'll be talking about the threats that Brentford bring, which are plenty. Wouldn't have been the game we'd probably picked, but here we are. And I will give my normal predicted lineup, formation, score, and scorers. So we'll whiz through all that in the normal time, ladies and gents. And we'll start with the press conference, which a bit of a, a weird one, I'm going to be honest. I know it always is before the the Sunday when you played Thursday in the Europa, because usually it's recorded afterwards. But this one, I believe, has been recorded before they actually initially flew out to Toulouse, if I've got it right as well. So a bit different, this one, which probably isn't a bad thing, considering if you've seen all the the social media, the issues in the tents, the different thing. And probably Jürgen was just pissed off last night and probably like us all did not fancy talking. So let's get into the press conference. And the first question he was asked is about the Lucho scenario and how everything was going. You kind of seem irritated by it. And I kind of get it a little bit. I understand. He said, it's not, it, it's difficult in a different way. We always know there's more important things than football and sometimes we forget that, but the priority's always been clear. I've never had a situation like that. I've had different situations in life and we've had where family members get ill and don't want to have that, but we have to deal with it. That's the situation and we as human beings have to deal with it. It's an ongoing thing. You want to help, but you know you can't help. And that makes it special and that's probably the difference. We've always left it with Lucho. Lucho has to make the decision. Tell me if he's ready to train. Tell me if he's ready to play. This is a group that's very together. And there's something else we want to take from it. But Lucho knows that. Sorry, there's nothing else. Let me be clear. There's nothing else we want to take from it. And Lucho knows that. I, I kind of get this now. It's, it's not about doing this publicly, isn't it? It's, it's Lucho's welfare, it's his family, it's all private matters. And whilst it's public news, the club will want to keep all this internally and privately. 
be about his welfare and supporting him through this. We know it's been great news. I can tell Klopp's getting to the stages. Why is this still news? And I kind of get it now. So with the positive update and Luis Diaz's dad has been released, he kind of hope it for him more than anything, he can return to that sense of normality. And then a good question was asked. I thought specifically they Klopp made comments after the Luton game, didn't he, about no counter pressing? So it irritated him, but it was a good question. The journal asked about counter pressing, you know, have you found the secret to that that you said you hadn't and why it had didn't happen against Luton? We were there, but we were not there. It's an impulse, but the last part is more important. We had three players against one at times, and the Luton player still could get out. This just shows that the last percent of conviction wasn't there. It's very important for the way we want to play. If you watch back, there's one team that should have won the game, and that's us. We cannot win the game when we miss chances. There's no bigger story. We weren't on our best, and now we have a chance to put it right. Well, oh Christ, they didn't take that against Luton, did they? So, you know, maybe this is Phil, sorry, Luton to lose, but this was filmed before that by the looks of it. I get what he's saying. Yeah, the, the counter press wasn't really there. A lot of things didn't work. But at the same time, he's completely right. Look at the XG. Look at the chances. We literally should have buried them when you look back. And on a different day, we would have done. The Darwin misses horrific. Salas is rash. Jota should have done better. You know, there, there's other chances. Nunes almost had that top caller personal battle with Kaminsky, didn't he, as well? So, yeah, it, it was different to Toulouse last night, which we'll come on to. Then another good question. I think it's right to bring this up. People get irked by this stuff, but it's right to press the boss on this. He, we were asked about, you know, away from home specifically, not done that well, that... In six away games in the bottom half last season, you failed to score. So is he actually rescuing that uh, a positive, a step in the right direction? He was irritated, you could tell. And he said, in a world where everything gets analysed, and imagine it's an interesting fact for you. Let's take Forest last year where we won 1-0. It's in a game where we missed chances, like a sitter from Harvey from a yard. Things happen and there's no explanation for it. It's not we don't create or have that, if you don't finish, it's not attitude, it just happens. If that's the case and it's a first goal against a newly promoted side, and if we play better, we'll score, I'm happy. But yeah, and he kind of he almost tailed off a little bit of this. You could tell he was irritated, but it's a good question. Liverpool's record against the Dross is awful away from home. Liverpool's record away from home is not very good. We're countering that with naturally there's been wins, I get it, against Newcastle. There's been the, the comeback against Wolves, draw against Brighton, but you've seen it recently. Liverpool are not particularly performing well away from home. And against the Dross, it's the right at the bottom end of the table. You could label it as a potential attitude issue because it is not good. The only way to change it, and the next big one coming up is Sheffield United, the newly promoted team, is to win, change the results. It's like the half 12 question, isn't it, people? It kept getting asked and people kept going, oh, we get getting it. Yeah, but we didn't perform well, did we? What's the way to answer it? Like the Wolves game, win, change it. That's how you correct things. So until that happens, it's understandable the questions asked. That's not tearing apart Jurgen Klopp. It's not criticising the team. That's not all the things that people want to say it is. It's just being honest. It's results rather than words. 
Then he was kind of, he was asked, he always grouped the midfielders together in this question. A bit strange from the journo, but he asked about, you know, Alexis, that he'll be suspended, Gravenberch possibly having a knock, as he said. Endo, he, he just kind of all grouped them into one. It was a bit weird. And then he asked about Endo and how he's getting on. He said, yeah, very, very good. And Wataro is improving all the time for us. He's very important. Just because you're not in the first 11 doesn't mean while others are doing well, you're not doing well. That's not true. Wataru makes steps every day, and that's important. We've had stories like this in the past. Andy Robertson didn't play for half a year. People can't even remember anymore. And others have had their struggles in the beginning. It's all fine. He didn't struggle. We played pretty good, though, and he's super important for us. He will definitely start games in the Premier League 100%. And it's important in this period, until the international break and through until after, especially that we get through this period with as little injuries as possible. We need them all. You'll see them all. We're getting used to each other and everything is going in the right direction. Yeah, I don't really get too much what you, you expect them to say on this, people. It's kind of a poor question for the journal, grouped it all together. Endo is a slow burner. Uh, best, maybe people will say, I will get that and we'll come on to how we did against Toulouse later. McAllister, we know. Gravenberg's, it, it, it didn't really make sense to group them all, but there's nothing Jurgen Klopp said there that should surprise you, anyone should take higher with. It is what it is. And the final one I want to pull from the press conference, he was asked about what about other midfield options like Trent? And he's like, yeah, it's a possibility. It depends on the situation. But if we put in there, then we lose one of our best right backs in the world. So we have to remember that. It's a really interesting one, this for me, even though it's just a snippet. This hybrid's here to stay. We don't like it. I don't think many of us want it. Um, you know, there'll be exceptions to everything, but it's not popular. It seems to almost be trying to provide a solution to problems that do not exist anymore. The midfield has legs. The midfield has options. So why we keep doing this, I'm, I'm a bit lost on this now. I have to be con completely honest. It was done for me to solve a problem that no longer exists. It puts Trent for me in an in-between situation. I think it almost got into his head now. You know, do I want to be a midfielder? I'm a defender. Southgate's picking him for England. And no, Southgate is no master tactician by any means. But to me, it just blurs the lines even further. And even as we come on to it against Toulouse, there was times where he, he can defend. Let's just be clear. Trent can defend very well. However, being fully on it and focused to do that is a completely separate question. But I'm not convinced this whole situation's helping. And I just I hope one way or another it kind of gets sorted, resolved quickly. But I don't really envisage that, so we'll have to see. Oh, Christ. Moving on to Toulouse last night. The clues from that. I mean, 3-2, the scoreline doesn't look great. But remember, this is against a team of 14th in League N. We're only just above the relegation zone. We were abject. We were hopeless. For me, it's probably our worst performance of the season. I know people are going to talk about rotation and players out. But even the substitutes that came on didn't really have that much of an impact. Diogo Jota aside, which... You know, a brilliant finish for his goal. You have to say, one of his slalom runs. He does like the Europa Diogo, doesn't he? And fair play. But the key things you look at, the ground jewel stats, horrific. You saw it. Endo didn't win any. McAllister wasn't great. 
even afterwards told its own tale. You could see Jurgen Klopp was raging. That's not just because they put the the press conference in the tent right next to the dressing room and their fans, utterly bizarre. That's probably a different story. But you could see he was raging at his team's performance, and quite rightly, you genuinely hope he got stuck into them. You generally gave it them tight because it was just not good enough from some of them. Attitude before, it just looked like someone running in the mud. I mean, we come on to the who's played their way in, who's played their way out. Christ, it's only going in one direction, isn't it? I mean, Simicas and Endo both taken off at half time. Ben Doak, I'll give a pass to. It's difficult circumstances, a young kid. Didn't do anything bad. I didn't really say do anything great. Had a, a flash, ran in, still runs into trouble, but I'm not going to hammer in in any way. They've been on different trajectories as well. They were both poor last night, Endo and Simicast, poor. But they've been on different trajectories. Endo, I think we've got to be clear on this, hasn't been all shining, but almost got a little bit better. And there's been like shoots where he's okay, he's getting used to it. And even the, the last few games in the Europa and the Cups, you've been like, okay, that's decent. He steps in the right direction. It did feel like he was well off it. And at a time when we've got injuries, suspensions, it really isn't the time to start going backwards. Yeah. Simicast is a different beast. I mean, I'm going to be honest now, and people have love his popular cult figure, blah, blah, all that. And I understand that. And he's got history, but all that, I get all that. I'll, you know, I wouldn't argue that. He's been going backwards for me this season. Every performance... I don't leave it thinking he's done well. Even the Forest game we won, I kind of just thought we didn't have to do anything. That's the positive in that regard. He wasn't great against Everton either. He really wasn't. You saw Jurgen Klopp pull him aside for the hug. His mistake for the goal, the opener, is absolutely abysmal. It's schoolboy stuff. Just, again, lack of concentration. He still has that look where he's like, done a bonk hit before he's walked onto the pitch, doesn't he? It's just not good enough. That might be it. Now, that when I say good enough, that performance and what we've seen recently doesn't mean it can't change. It's not writing off people's career. However, there was a surprise that he was renewed. Many saw it as asset protection, but just doesn't really seem to fit and he isn't in good form. Yeah, not great. Other players as well. I mean, even the subs that came on. Trent, going forward, made a few things happen, but defensively, that's the goal. I'm sure people have seen the video as well. It's just poor. So, Bosley, not much impact. Mo, again, a bit worrying. Mo's just starting to look off the pace every game as well. Nunes, late. I'm not going to sort of lambast him for that. Jota obviously had the impact, but yeah. I think the, the thing is the start is more about he played their way out, isn't it? So we will leave that one there because we've got to talk about this weekend. The Sunday, two o'clock, because it moves. Brentford. Not a good time to be playing these people. Ninth in the league, 16 points. Won their last three games. Everything is pointing up for them. They were also coming from behind. Uh, like the last one. You know, came back from twice against West Ham. Klopp's talked about Thomas Frank. He did it in this press conference, said about how they're super challenging. They're a good team. And they are. We know the danger they bring, especially on things like set pieces. They do like to play on the break as well. We know that. This will not be an easy game in a depleted midfield, in a team where we're not playing well. You've got to be honest about that. 
they bring threats as well. You know, we talk about threats. Jensen's got a few goals, you know, can just nick one. Even things like Pinnock is going to be difficult. You know, Canate and VVD have got to be on it. And then the big one, Mbuemo, because whoever plays on that left side, you know, it won't be natural, it won't be that great. You know that'll be one area they target. Can we get Mbuemo? I mean, he's been linked with us, I think, hasn't he, from a few people as well. But he will be their threat and one to keep an eye on. And unfortunately, he is a good player. And even missing Ivan Tony, this is not an easy fixture by any means. Which brings us on to predicted lineup and formation. Now, some things are easy in this for me. Some things are difficult. I don't want him to do it, but you know we'll do the, the hybrid, the box midfield, however you want to describe it. So it'll be Trent, BBD and Canate straight back in. I think Virgil, you know, it's set a cold, so there shouldn't be any issues there. I've got a feeling it'll be Gomez. And the reason I think that is, can he be worse than Simicast? Simicast's mistake, you could tell Klopp was irked by that. Basic schoolboy stuff. So I think it'll be Gomez. And I get that maybe against the Buemo. That's more helpful. He's not a left back, but he's the better defender. Simple as that. In midfield, well, dear God, there really aren't options. So I do think he talked about ending the press conference, 100% playing the Premier League. I think he starts. If you don't start Endo now, what's the point? Let's be honest. McAllister's out. We haven't got a natural six, apparently, apart from him. I know people are going to be screaming. He's playing the double pivot in Stuttgart, but he's the only one close to that. Gravenberg sounds like he'll be out, so I'm going to plan with that. We don't 100% know. There's an outside chance, but I'm not hopeful. Curtis Jones is out. You know, on top of Thiago and Badge, if, if Endo's not going to play now... There is that genuine, like, what was the point? What was the general point? I know we would say stop gap and all that, but really, what was the point? An honest question that needs to be asked, or what, you know, how good a signing actually is it? So I think Endo will play. Harvey Elliott will play. He wasn't brilliant, but he wasn't bad by any means. He did okay in patches. There's some nice stuff from Harvey. So there's no reason to drop him, and that will put Sir Bosley on the left for me. Up front, I think it's more a case of you look who didn't play or didn't start, maybe more importantly. So it's Salah, Nunes and Jota. I can't see any other way. And I kind of left this a little bit because it's not been a good start to the season for Cody Gakpo. There's mitigation with, you know, playing different positions, the changes and all that, almost a midfielder or an attacking midfielder. and so But let's just be clear even in his attacking role. I mean, he touched the ball 11 times last night. 11 times against Toulouse. It was just, you even forgot he was on the pitch. He just did nothing. He didn't drop deep to help. He didn't link it. It's, and then when you play him out on the wing, it doesn't have the pace, the direct, whatever you want to call it, of the others. Jurgen Klopp's called him a super, super smart footballer. We need to see it because against last season, it's early days still. Let's just be clear. This isn't lambasting all the way people want to jump on these things. It's like, I don't know why we can't seem to criticise or just be honest in our assessments about players anymore. But it's been a poor start to the season for Cody Gakpo. And there's no real way he should start. And he won't for me. So that is the forward three for me. Jot on the left, Mo on the right, Nunes up top. Scoring scorers for this one. I'm going to be honest, as long as there's no injuries, 
we've not been playing well anyway. I generally don't particularly, no, that's a lie. I want us to play well, but I'd sacrifice an okay performance or a bad performance to get the victory. It's just about a result. This is the last game before the international break. If it doesn't end on a high, it puts a dent in us. Let's be clear. Because after the Luton to lose and then this, all this, what looked good on paper, is not looking good in the real world. Whereas if you put a win on this, you're thinking, okay, we'll get to the international break, we'll get Jones, Gravenberg back, we'll get McAllister back from suspension. Your midfield gets fortified straight away. I know we were going to say, oh, international break, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But instantly, there should be three more of them midfielders available no further injuries pending it looks a lot healthier and yes it is City but Joe Gomez ain't going anywhere he's not in the international squad can't play Costas against City so it gives him extra time to prepare and those types of things as well so just get a win that's all that matters and the score and score I'm going for I think it'll be ugly and maybe this is heart overhead but I am going 2-1. And I'm going 2-1 victory and Diogo Jota to score the first one. We'll have to see, ladies and gents. This isn't quite been the sort of all positive, but it doesn't mean it's all negative. We've just got to be honest in our analysis of what we're seeing at the moment around the red season. This is the first time it's just felt a little bit like Unsteady waters, shall we say. So let's just see Jurgen Klopp navigate us through that, starting with Sunday against Brentford. And three points with no reds, no injuries. However they come, please, Jurgen Klopp. And that was, ladies and gents, another post-conference presser. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.